Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06+. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Welcome into Straight Fire. A guest, you know him. He's been on the pod before. We had him on to talk March Madness. John Fanta, Fox Sports, college basketball guru. John, how you doing, man? J-Mac, it's great to be with you. It's hard to believe that we're done with basketball games for a little bit. It's hard, it's, it's hard to sink in that the NBA Finals here are done. And I guess the next thing that we turn to is the draft. Yeah, a little depressing. The season's over. Finals kind of ended with a whimper. I'm just curious, your thoughts on, uh, you know, the Nuggets. Um, we now have five different champions in the last five years. Denver's first title. We've now seen Milwaukee win a title. Uh, Denver. Uh, it, it almost feels like we're ushering in an era of parity in the NBA. I know you're primarily a college guy, but you know the NBA game well. Just your thoughts on the super team era out in with the uh, parity-filled new title every year. So... There's the narrative and there's the numbers to back it up that we love the dynasty Mm. in sports, no matter where it is, that we might hate it, but we don't stop watching it. Yeah. So I I tend to think, okay, is the door opening for somebody to win three or four titles in five or six years? That type of streak. And as I come on with you today, I think that by being patient and by having the most dominant player in the league, he's not sexy. He's not going to win the headlines. He, he's not going to be the favorite person that people enjoy talking to. There's, I guess there's some humor to the way that Nikola Jokic goes about his business and to saying, I got to get on a plane to Serbia uh, to be back home, to be back home, to be back on the farm. But 
like I don't think that this is gonna going to uh, be the last time that we see Jokic mm. hoist a a Larry O'Brien trophy and to be at the top of the league. I think that the Denver Nuggets the the first one is the hardest to get, J Mac. The first one is the hardest to get, and now that you've climbed that mountain, you you've been there. You know it. You know what it looks like. Uh, I like it. Like, I'm going to watch the NBA Finals regardless of who's playing. Just like you will. We, that's yeah, what we yeah. do. We love great basketball. Uh, do I think that the Denver Nuggets being the, the constant team to beat in the West like they could be in the next three or four years is the best thing for the NBA? I, I don't think that. No. But I think that that's very much on the table here off of this title. Yeah, it's interesting because when the Warriors first broke through, they had they had stumbled, I think, in seven games against the Clippers, and you could sense something was happening with Curry and Clay. And then they break through, win the title over LeBron, and you're like, oh my gosh, the Warriors! Wow. But I guess the larger point was, ah, it's the Warriors. They got one lucky title. Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt. Blah blah blah. I think Kyrie got hurt at the end of Game One or something. And then the Warriors just start a dynasty and it just started rolling. Maybe that happens with Denver. Now, the interesting point is the Nuggets had a rookie by the name of Christian Brown out of Kansas who was not a lottery guy. I think he was late teens, early 20s. And you could tell at Kansas, like, okay, this guy's got like two or three years under his belt in college. He comes in, he's an instant contributor, and he's playing significant minutes. You could argue he won them game three of the finals with, I think, a 19-point explosion. My my number one thing watching the finals coming out of that was like there are some contenders who need to seriously look at somehow these veteran players. Forget about the 18, 19-year-olds who may or may not pop in three years. I need immediate ROI and like where are some of those value guys at the end of the first round? So I wanted to bring you on and I'll just get the ball rolling with a guy like Jaime Haquez out of UCLA. Uh, just a perfect high IQ guy. Inside, outside, nothing flashy, not as athletic as Brown, but I think he's definitely got to have, uh, you know, a, a look if I'm late 20s of a title contender. Oh, I'm totally with you. I am totally with you on Jaime Jaquez. First off, he's a winner in every sense of, of, of that idea. He reminds me the way that he plays, the intensity that he plays with, that he's played with, is that of a, of some of the Villanova guys who have stayed at their school three or four years have been winners and then have right. produced in the league. A Josh Hart, a Mikhail Bridges. Jaime Jaquez can be that, J-Mac. Yeah. He could be a, a really steady presence in a lineup. You're talking about a guy who went to the Final Four in college, went to three Sweet 16s in college. Yeah. And let's not forget, before Jaime Jaquez got to UCLA, that program was in the basement. They were in a dark spot. They were not very relevant in college basketball. They were losing. That's why they had to, to make a coaching change with Steve Alford. They bring in Mick Cronin. Hawkes was originally committed to Alford. He stays committed to UCLA. Why? California kid. Great family. His sister plays at UCLA. Um, he's got a, a, a terrific work ethic. And anybody and everybody you talk to around UCLA thinks the world of that guy. But to be at his size, he's got good positional size. He's a sneaky good athlete. He was one of the guys in the combine that actually shined. People were surprised by his athleticism. And to average 18, 8, and close to 3 assists per game while shooting 48% from the floor, the numbers check out, the attitude checks out. If he's on the board and the picks hit 20, 21, 22, 
If you want to add a rotational piece that can help your team, Jaime Jaquez is as good of a case as any at about six foot seven with his length, with his the way that he works, he'll help somebody immediately. Yeah, Sacramento Kings are at 24. I had them taking Chris Murray in my last mock draft. Uh, but obviously, his brother Keegan's on the team. But like Memphis at 25, um, Utah 28, although they're not really a, a contender. Um, I want to mention another guy now. He's a, a, a kid out of Marquette. And I'll be honest, when I saw Marquette this year, he did not pop to me. But when you put him in that combine setting and then you look at the measurements, this kid, Olivier, uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name, Maxence Prosper. Um, dude, he was amazing at the combine. And again, then you start watching some of the games and you're like, oh, I, I can see flashes of 3 and D. I don't know. Where are you on him? Oh, I like him. And I think part of it, like sometimes we overvalue or undervalue uh, a prospect based solely on what a college team is running or what they're doing. And Sometimes a player's best doesn't come out because of the way that they're asked to play at the college level. It's not an indictment on Chaka Smart. Marquette won 29 games this past year. They were a very good basketball team. But for Prosper, the athleticism, Jason, got hidden. It did. It it got hidden just just how much of a freak that he can be. This is a guy that I'm in on. Uh, I watched him at St. John's, was there in person, He scored 29 points, the majority of them coming in the second half of that game. Marquette was down in that game by double digits. Honestly, it's a game I've seen him lose eight, nine times out of ten. He won them that game. He's a guy who can stretch the floor. What's the best thing, or what's the thing that NBA front offices are looking for? They're looking for a guy that's at six foot eight, six foot nine, somewhere in that area code that can stretch the floor and knock down perimeter shots. Olivier Maxence Prosper can do that for a team. He's a really good defender. Shaka Smart would pin him on some of the really strong power forwards or strong wings in the Big East. And there are a number of of different guys that come to mind. This is a guy that when you look at risers of the last two Mm -hmm. months, he's as much of a riser as anybody. I think if you asked somebody two months ago, J-Mac, they would have said maybe he gets drafted. Maybe. Like, 45 to 50, and you know, you know, J-Mac, once you get to 50, you'd probably rather be undrafted than getting yeah. selected. It's nice to hear your name called, but you'd rather, you and your agent want to select your destination at that point. This guy, as time has gone on, even his own people in his circle, even his agents who I've, I've talked to, his agency, they've said, got to be honest with you, he's risen more than we thought. And he's proved himself. He's got, again, positional size, shot-making ability, comes from a really good program at Marquette. And I've talked with him numerous times. Incredibly easy to talk to. If you're an easy guy to interview and you have a realization of what you're going to be in your rookie year, you're not going to come in and get 10 shots a game. Okay? Nothing's guaranteed, buddy. This is a guy, Olivier Maxence Prosper, who I think will be a back-end of the first-round pick and a valuable one at that. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. 
or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You know, you said a couple things about him as a player, and one of the big things that I get in arguments with people about when with my mock drafts is forget about what the guy was. Forget about this past year. Forget about last year. You've got to look at what he can be in an NBA system that's different. And we see this a lot with Kentucky guards, man. Uh, SGA, like, okay, he was all right. Nothing special. He wasn't all NBA player at Kentucky. Devin Booker. I mean, Jamal Murray. Like, this happens a lot. Forget about what they were. Look at what they can be. Look to the future. And is there anyone in this draft that jumps out to you as, hey, I know the stats were modest in college. Uh, Maybe the pop wasn't there, but keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, I I think that there's a couple. Uh, I'm most curious to see what the Michigan guys end up being Mm. because I think both their stocks are interesting. I think when you're talking about a, a Jed Howard, he's got terrific feel for the game. And he's comes from the... The, the right genes, that's for sure. And at six yeah. foot eight, at six foot eight to be able to shoot the basketball 37% from the floor this past year to average over 14 points per game in the Big Ten, but he didn't pop. Like, there's nothing about Jet, in my opinion, that popped. When you thought Michigan, you thought Hunter Dickinson. Yeah. It's surprising to think Michigan missed the NCAA tournament and they have two potential top 20 picks. I mean, that's, 
That's not good for Juwan Howard. That's that's a little crazy. That's not good for him. But, you know, the other guy that I look at is Kobe Bufkin. His stock has just gone one direction. Yeah. And that's up. Uh, I like him. I think, J-Mac, that that he's a guy that to be able to distribute the basketball to the degree that he did, he wasn't asked to be a passer in their system, but he did average over three assists per game while scoring 14 Mm. per game while – at six foot four in the Big Ten, he rebounded the basketball about five times a game. That's pretty good for a guard. And there's a belief out there that, that this guy has the stock that could lead him to being a big riser once he gets into the NBA. That hmm. being in the Big Ten, the kind of style that that league plays, that you just don't get to show your total skill set. So I've got my eyes on Kobe Bufkin. I hmm. think he could be a steal in this draft. All right, let me mention a guy kind of in that area, not – Big Ten, not uh, a, a power conference, but his name is uh, Imani Bates. Uh, a lot of people may know him as like the number one high school in the player, high school player in the country when he was seventeen. Goes to Memphis, is a total disaster and flames out. And this is where it gets interesting, John, because you know Bates is like a big red flags all around. Like, look what this guy was in the past, and it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. He was like 17, 18 years old. He screwed around a lot. He goes to Eastern Michigan. He had a pretty good year. Is this a guy you would take a chance on, like, late lottery and uh, near early 20s? Like, late 20s where you're saying, no way, I'm not touching him. Too much hype. Because there is something to, hey, man, this guy was a teenager screwing around. And you get him in our right culture. I don't know, Spurs culture or a Heat culture. And he could totally pop. But where are you on Bates based on what you've heard and seen? Right. And, and you know, that's the thing here is we're talking about a kid who's 19. He's he's 19 years old. Yeah. So I it's hard to for me to sit here and tell you. Like I I don't like this when people are like, well, no, it's he's going to be a flame out. How the hell do you know? How the hell do we know at his age? How why are you you only look silly by saying that? Yeah. Because in no way if you're right, nobody cares. Like way way to be. You 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 basically pronounce that a 19 year old wouldn't pan out in the NBA. <laughs> We're still talking about a guy, like you said, uh, a guy that, that yes, at one point was projected to be the next Kevin Durant, uh, that he could right. be the next great thing. That's not what he's going to be. Is he a lottery pick? No. In my opinion, he's not. Right. Uh, I think it's a systematic thing. I think if 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 you are a team, and I, I, I know that this might come off bold, but who has five of the top 43 picks in this draft? The Charlotte Hornets. Oh. I am. If, if, if you used one of them on Imani Bates, you're not trying to win this year, this upcoming yeah. year with Imani, but I would understand that. You have draft but, uh, capital. But, John, on the heels of the um, Miles Bridges disaster. Miles Bridges. Um, yeah. And the speculation that Brandon Miller, if he falls to three, do they even touch him? Uh, I'm sorry, a two, do they take Brandon Miller? Do they take Scoot? Like, I just wonder with Jordan and that franchise, like I know Jordan's selling the team, but who that's a tough one. I, I just feel like th- th- is there a culture? Is there anything going on in Charlotte that's positive where the coaches are going to rein him in, you know? Yeah, that's a good, it's a great point. I mean, and it's a point to consider. Um, there's, th- there's no doubt that if, but, but by that logic, then you pick Scooter too. I mean, let's be honest here. If, I had Scooter too in my mock. I know a lot of people have Miller and I, and I get it. By the way, do you remember Miller's last game? 
Yeah, it did not go yeah. well. It was yeah, a total. But again, James Harden had an f- awful final last game. I remember uh, it was against his own defense. He couldn't do anything. I think it was against Syracuse. Um, Harden just to- totally botched. A lot of these college kids, you know, final game, like Kevin Durant's last game, he lost in, I think, the first or second round of the tournament. Like, can't put a ton of stock in it. But um, No, but he did I, struggle I, from three late in the year. Miller, the last month of, of Miller's college season at Alabama, he really struggled from the perimeter. And so if all the benefits are there, okay, you could be a great athlete. You could have all the things that you like. And Brandon Miller, he's got a lot to like about him. Oh, yeah. The athleticism, the explosiveness, the ability to get to the rim, make things happen. He glides. He glides in transition, and he's a willing defender. And yeah. I spent an hour with him this past season talking with him for a FoxSports.com article, and J-Mac, hearing about his journey and hearing about it. Now, this this was before everything came out. I thought that that you know, Brandon talking with him in an hour, I could understand uh, who he was as a player and what he does well and all those things. Mm. But this is a shot-making league. This is a shot-making league. And it might have just been one season of sample size at the college level, but mm. let's face it, Miller, I think he finished the year from three, like – Three for 25 or 26. Yeah, he rough. really struggled. He really struggled at the end of the year. And you and I both know what happens if you get out there as a rookie and you're taking and missing shots. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I want to go, is there a Jokic effect possibly happening where, holy cow, we're pivoting away from wings and threes to, hey, you've got to have a big guy distributing. Now, it's impossible to find Jokic's. He's a unicorn. But I, there is a big in this draft that I wonder if his stock is rising because, hey, it, maybe not as a freshman he's going to stop him. Uh, not as a freshman, as a rookie. But in two or three years, you're looking for the antidote to Jokic. You look at this kid, Derek Lively, out of Duke, who has, I mean, is I think he averaged like five points a game. Total non-factor. Yeah. But a shot-blocking monster. Just a behemoth inside. I, I, I don't know. Where are you on Lively? I did see the video out here of one of his workouts in L.A. where he made like 13 straight three-pointers. And you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, there's nobody defending him. I didn't see any of this at Duke, but maybe that's just because of the structure that uh, Shire was playing. Right. It it was partially the structure that John Shire was playing. Uh, Partially, it had to do with the fact that, like, Lively, if you watch Lively run early in the season, it just looked like he was a wide-eyed, he's a baby deer. He was just trying, he was trying to figure everything out. And, and so the offensive game wasn't going to come. Not when you've got a Jeremy Roach. Not yeah. when Kyle Filipowski's putting up huge figures, which mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah. that Filipowski didn't stay in the draft, that he's coming back to do. I'm You're talking about... I'm surprised, yeah. He's, he's a surefire first-round pick if he goes to the draft, if not top 15. Um, so for Lively, like, he's a unique case, but here's what you love about Lively. To your point about Biggs... There's always a need for rim protection. Mm. And Derek Lively did it at an elite level. Seven foot one with a seven foot eight wingspan. His ability to help defensively for Duke just changed games for them. He's got to hit the weight room. He's, yeah. he's got to build him, his yeah. body up. Yeah, One and done guys out of Duke, that, that can happen. We talk about that. That's a real thing. But... Uh, he's an upside pick. He's yep. another guy that, like you said, who's a guy that at the college level maybe didn't perform at a high level in the scoring column that you still are buying? I'm with you. I'm buying Derek Lively as well. Yep. 
And J-Mac, there's not a lot of great bigs in this class. Definitely. As a result, Lively, Lively could end up sneaking into the lottery because a team really believes in him, yep. but a team also has the need for a big man and doesn't have a need for a guard who could be wishy-washy. And this one's not for the NBA casuals, but how about, um, if not the Jokic effect, the Walker-Kessler effect, a shot-blocking uh, juggernaut inside as a rookie. Now, I know he spent longer in college, um, but he was like an impact guy for the Jazz, blocking shots. Um, I don't know that Lively can have that quick of an impact. Maybe he takes a gap year, hits the weight room, gets on some creatine or whatever the kids are doing these days, and comes back as a nuisance next year. But I'm with you on Lively. Um, Give me a guy that you're higher on than the market, that maybe other people are saying, ah, I'm lukewarm, that you really are all in on. I mean, Hawkes is one guy that I'm all in on. I'll give you a second to think about it. I'll I'll just toss out a guy that I put. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Uh, Mine mine would be Xavier's Kobe Jones. Interesting. I didn't have him in my first, and that was one of the guys that people told me, hey, you got to keep an eye on this Jones kid. Okay. And, And the reason why is because I thought that, first off, I thought he got coached a heck of a lot better this past year. Who's he coming from? He's coming from a, uh, a guy in Sean Miller who we know his paths, but he's one hell of a basketball coach. Yeah. And what and what Miller did is he got Jones, a six foot six wing, to be kind of a point wing in Xavier's system. Jones passed the ball at a high level. He became a better shot maker. Thirty seven percent from deep, yeah. Thirty seven percent from deep on a sweet sixteen Xavier team, a team that was you, you watched the college game enough to know Xavier was one of the better offensive teams, one of the more fun watches in the sport this year. They played a pro-style offense. Miller, in his gap year when he was out of coaching, worked on evolving his offense to being more like an international-style offense. He thinks that could be a selling point to recruits. Well, guess what? Yeah. Kobe Jones was the one who benefited off it. I like his game. I like his handle. I think, like you just said, 37% from three. He's a guy that I'm more bullish on than others because all those things combine with, again, an awareness, an awareness of where he is on the floor, an awareness of making the right play. You could not, you don't need more than one hand to count how many guys in their rookie season made a huge impact on a winning team. Mm. Like, there's, no, it's not like there's a flurry of rookies where you're like, wow, this, this past year's draft class was unbelievable. It's not like this year's draft class has a ton of depth to it. But can you find those guys that just understand that being an eighth or ninth guy is an okay thing? Kobe Jones, like Hawkes, one of those guys. Hey, how about Austin Reeves? Uh, undrafted? Um, and now he's going to probably make like $90 million? So some massive contract. Somebody's going to pay him, probably the Lakers. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Bridgestone, test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. 
Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Let me throw my guy at you. Um, You saw a lot of him. I didn't think we saw him at full go because of the system they played in and the depth on this team, but Jordan Hawkins at UConn, I had sixth overall, and a lot of people were like, Jay, are you crazy? He's not that good. And I just remind people, it's not what you were, it's what you can be. And I see this guy can handle, he can shoot the lights out, he's one of the best shooters in the draft. And at 6'5", I think he can probably guard twos and threes. Um I, I'm, not, I'm not quite saying, listen, this is Devin Booker or Jamal Murray. I'd like to see a little more playmaking. But again, Jamal Murray didn't come into the league as a playmaker. Five years later, he's averaging like 10 assists per game in the NBA Finals. Like, players can grow and develop. And, and, and I don't know, where are you on Hawkins? Microwave. He is the microwave in this draft class. He's the best shooter in this draft class. And there's no question about it. I would put Grady Dick second. But in my opinion... Jordan Hawkins is undoubtedly the top three-point shooter in this class. There, there is something to be said about that when you're elite, absolutely elite from a shot-making perspective. In the NCAA tournament, Jordan Hawkins, he shot over 50% from three. Yeah. He was nails for Connecticut. And Jason, this is not like a, you know, I, I understand when people say, oh, college game versus NBA game. But here's where there's a clear difference between college and NBA. In the college game, there's a whole lot more misses. A whole lot more misses. Jordan Hawkins just broke broke through that. This is a guy who, to me, has a toughness about him. Has a great ability to come off off screens 
and make things happen. Like his movement off the ball, yeah. Danny Hurley runs complex sets at yeah, UConn. That's a great point. Where you've got to move, move, catch, shoot, and sometimes the amount of space, it's airtight. And Hawkins did that at a very high level. So I'm with you. I think he's the best shooter in this draft class. I've got a name for you. Okay. That that I think people should learn about ahead of the draft that did not play college basketball. Oh. So I'm higher on him than others. Ryan Rupert. Oh, from yeah, the New yeah, yeah. Six foot six, 19 years old, seven foot three wingspan. Yeah. And you talk to anybody out in New Zealand where he's played, you talk to the people around his club, you know what they say? Unbelievable lockdown defender. Like, at 19, is ready to defend at the NBA level. I don't know about you, but in the back half of first round, if I can get a guy who's going to step right in and be a, a challenge for an opposing guard in practice and could come in and lock somebody down for two or three minutes at a time, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And I think Rupert could be a guy that that steps up on the board. Yeah, um, I, I'm a minority owner in the Breakers, so I'm pretty familiar with his game on and off the court. Do you remember Andre Roberson? Uh, he played for the OKC Thunder. He was on some of those KD yes. Westbrook teams. This is who he's in the mold of, but he's more Rupert's more offensively skilled, I believe. And NBA teams have been going down there looking at him for a long time. Uh, I definitely think he's a first round pick. Uh, how high back end of the lottery, early twenties is is um, we'll see. Uh, two more for you. Um, uh, an NBA draft podcast would not be an NBA draft podcast without a Wembenyama question. Um, the problem is I don't really know what the question would be. We know he's going first. Right. We know he's a game changer. I, I think my macro question would be the three best players in the NBA, arguably Giannis, Jokic, and Doncic. Right. Three Europeans. The number one pick is going to be Wembenyama, who's expected to be a unicorn, the greatest prospect since LeBron. You see the theme here. Uh, and I've been talking to a lot of people about this. And it's not that, like, are the Europeans taking over or whatever, but something's going on in the league right now where a lot of these American players, and and listen, I like Scoot Henderson, but you look at Scoot, the, the, the Thompson twins, you know, these guys are coming to the league. They're not nearly as skilled. Now, can they get to the bucket and dribble between their legs and all this stuff? Of course. And they flashy dunks, big followings on Instagram. But you just see some of these Europeans, and I've already looked to the 2024 draft, and there's possibly three of the top five uh, hail from European families. I don't know. What, what's going on, man? I think the skill ends up leading to a, a slower pace and sometimes half-court basketball. In fact, most times half-court basketball. So when I look at Doncic, when I look at Jokic, and, and when I look at Giannis, their ability to take the basketball, whether it's at the elbow or whether it's in the post, wherever it is, or the, at the baseline, it's it's like that LeBron debut commercial way back in the day that Nike put out when the game totally stops uh, when he was in Sacramento and they and uh, there's that ad and the game just totally stops and then he looks at the camera and smiles. It, it's like when those guys get the basketball that everybody else enters into quicksand because... All nine other players on the floor, particularly the five on defense, all of a sudden, they've got to slow down in a game that is so incredibly sped up. So we're in an era of, or we've been in an era of the NBA that, that Stephen Curry helped make of speed and 
Who cares if it's two or three on one? If it's an open three, take it. Take it, and you're probably going to make it. Uh, or at least that's the goal. That's the thought in mind. And and just jacking up shots from downtown yeah. is is something that can be successful. And some teams play with fire. That's what teams want to do. But the three guys you just brought up, it's not to say they don't shoot the basketball well, because two of the three do, in Doncic and Jokic. But all three of them have the ability that if the game is on the line, or if it's a one or two possession game, they could take the basketball, and you could throw one, two, three, four people at them, and it's now an offensive-friendly game, just like all sports are. I mean, look at look at football. If you go to the rim and you take a little bit of contact, the whistle's being blown because you are one of the most dominant players, and you're going to get the benefit of the doubt. That, to me, is what's happening, and Victor is going to be able to come into this league, and he's going to be able to do that. That's his game yeah. as well. He's a guy, he could take a running three-point shot with one foot. I cannot wait for the NBA world to yeah. see that on every night basis. I wonder who they have San Antonio open the season with. Because it's going to be a marquee game, and they're going to be on open. They have to be, right? I know you you have the champs. Uh, you're not going to have them open against Denver and altitude. No way. Um, that'll be that'll be an interesting one. I, it's going to be a good matchup. Weminyama against somebody. I don't think they'll do LeBron, but it'll be somebody big. Final I'm question go for you. Bold. Oh. I'm going to go bold for the NBA opener. Celtics? Have Wemby open up old school NBA, world's most famous arena, Spurs and Knicks. Ooh, now that's not bad. Wembenyama against Randall and Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, that's going to be a tough ticket. Uh, We'll wrap up with this, John. So I'm looking at the Charlotte Hornets depth chart. They're picking second. Mm. Terry Rozier, Oubre. Yeah, geez. Gordon Howard. I like Mark Williams. Uh, he's young. P.J. Washington. Obviously, the big guy there is LaMelo Ball. Uh, they have the kid Book Knight from, uh, uh, from UConn. So they, they don't have much. What are you doing if you're Charlotte at two? We touched on Brandon Miller. Scoot Henderson, not as much of a known commodity. Although, six months ago, if you were looking at Scoot Henderson, you'd be like, oh, shucks, is that Derrick Rose? Um, I'm just curious. Try to get into the mind of, of Charlotte. A- a- any thoughts on that one? So, I'm with you. I would take Scoot at two. I think it's in their best interest to take Scoot Henderson at number two. I just think at the age of 19, to have the incredible scoring ability that he possesses, to take on Wembenyama last October, and I know we can't go off of one game too much, but in that game that when they played, how easy it could have been for Scoot to get upstaged or for Scoot to take so many shots that it just resulted in being a, 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 a points performance, but, but efficiency was off. No, no, yeah. no. He, he said, I'm going to punch right with you. I'm, I've got confidence. I've got swagger. And he does. His speed is that of, you know, it's, it's that of a, a Russell Westbrook type okay. of speed. He, he, can, he can go. He can go, and he looks up to Russ. He looks up to Allen Iverson. He plays with that type of attitude and swagger. Mm, I, I mean, I he's a- John. Is that good though? Those are those are um, two incredibly selfish players. Talented, obviously, Hall of Famers, no doubt, but not a ton of winning in the postseason. No, not a ton They're, of with winning. their style. But I like Scoot here over Brandon Miller because I I I side with and and maybe Charlotte's not the one to do this. 
I side with a kid who, you know, understood what G League Ignite's supposed to be about. Separated, he's one of seven kids. He had to go in a, a room in Nevada. It's not all glitz and glamour with G League Ignite. I mean, you don't have yeah. to go to you don't have to go to college classes, but you're isolated. You're without your family. They're trying to be hard on you to get you ready for the next level. He took that on. He did a great job with it. The guy runs his own training fitness center down in Georgia. He runs food drives. He does work in his community. Like he gets it. And and I spent an extensive period of time with him in Chicago for a, a FoxSports.com piece that you can read over there. And folks, I could, I could tell you right now, the growth that I've seen him make in 18 months, just from talking with him 18 months ago ahead of one of his Ignite games, to now has been leaps and bounds. And mm. I think if that if that kid could do that from 17 and a half to 19, I'm willing to bet on him being a great guard in the National Basketball Association in three or four years. I think he can be that good. Whereas with Miller, I have legitimate questions about his perimeter shot, and now I have some updated questions about his character. It's undeniable. Uh, Good stuff, John Fanta, college basketball at Fox Sports. You do a little bit of everything, huh? The videos, the writing, uh, streaming, uh, TV. Uh, What's next, man? What what else you got this summer? Any big plans? Hey, it's it's like... You know as as well. If they ask you, what do you say? <laughs> say yes. Yeah, I'm willing to do it. Uh, absolutely. So so next week I'll be at the NBA draft. I'll actually the the NBA draft in the past in Brooklyn has been as the night goes on. And people said this, especially in house, like on TV. Some people do do get bored. We get it. Uh, but in house has has become you know like not the best fan experience. Well, they're doing they're doing a live show. It'll be on the NBA app, but it'll be inside the Barclays Center. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be on that show uh, on draft night in Brooklyn. We're very excited for it, and then breaking things down for FoxSports.com off of that with uh, Peach Jam coming up for me as well in the basketball Look world. So in the recruiting world, I'll be down in Georgia uh, to try to see who's could be the next you know who could be the next great prospect out of high school kind of a lost start jmac everybody goes to transfer portal now at the college level is it is it probably boozer's kid yeah he's one of them absolutely yeah, he, he, he's, he's that, some of the highlights this this freshman class though this upcoming freshman class not a great freshman class oh, so okay. it, it's it's very hard though to be a freshman and play in college basketball even now yeah. because there's still guys that are playing that are 24 and 25 years old. Yeah, yeah. That makes it real tough on the, on the young kids. Uh, all right, John, thanks a lot. Enjoy the draft next week. Talk to you soon. Thanks, J-Mac. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.